Welcome to the Sense of Soul podcast. We are your hosts, Shannon and Mandy. Grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. Today we have a sweet repeat guest for you. She is the spiritual medium healer and amazing author, Carol J. Obley. We did the fun book club with her on her new book, Wisdom from the Spirit World, and our listeners loved her book and our episode with her. So if you haven't listened, go back and listen to that episode. She's back to share with us more of her amazing spiritual wisdom that she's learned over thousands of group and individual readings that she's given, connecting people with their loved ones in spirit. And through her inspiring books, CDs, media, work, seminars, and workshops, Carol has touched thousands, helping them to move through the grieving process more easily and, importantly, to open their hearts and minds to the divine that's within all of us. Thank you so much, Carol, for joining us again. Oh, it's great to be back. And thank you so much, both of you, for having me. Always a pleasure. Yeah, you know, I was lucky enough to not only read your first book and then host the book club with Shanna on your book, but then I also was lucky enough to do one of your Akashic Records, you know, meditations with you. And it was with a group. And Carol, I just have to say, you are phenomenal at what you do. You're such a a great speaker and your wisdom is amazing. Like Shanna said, our listeners loved you. I loved everything that I've learned from you. So thank you for coming on. So Carol, what has been going on? What have you been up to since last time? (laughs) Oh boy, Uh, teaching, teaching through a few webinars. I taught, I offer a foundations of mediumship and it's intensive over six weeks uh, training to really learn the foundations, the basics of communicating with the spirit world. Then I taught a three module webinar on the tarot and especially with a spiritual focus on the major arcana or the archetypes of the tarot. I'm going to be offering, you mentioned that you participated in the uh, the webinar uh, of the Akashic Files. I'm offering that again, probably be offering that one in the fall. We're at a time right now where people are really faced with accelerating growth, leaving the past, moving forward. Humanity or collective consciousness is really at this very critical point of awakening to all of the qualities of the divine. And we're at this decision point of which direction we're going to go into. So I think those of us who are teaching spiritually themed uh, classes and are serving in some way, even by doing readings and really dealing with people's knowledge of empowerment, not to be corny with that word. I know that word's been used a lot, but really knowing that the power of choice lies within the individual. And that is something that can never be taken away from us. We can't get that from anyone else. Uh, It's always here. So those of us who are teaching and what you're doing is really serving, you know, where people are at right now. And it's very, very vital and very important. 
Yeah, there are a lot of truth seekers right now, like an abundance of them. You know how like Dolores Cannon talked about like the three waves of like star seeds coming through in these generations, right? And I feel like that's happening right now. And I wonder if almost all of these people are awakening and seeking truth and guidance from divine right now to help with these younger generations that are so open and so empathic. Yeah, over the years, speaking of children or young people, I would say probably for the last 15 years, I have done readings, private readings for either those young people, uh, if they're under the age of 18, or, you know, I, I never read for people under that age. Uh, but a lot of them came when I had my office with their parents or grandparents. And so they're, they're a different type of soul, uh, certainly than my generation. I was born in the late 50s tail end of the baby boomers. There is a different type of soul frequency of soul that is here now. And so that's also part of this awakening that, that we're collectively going through. Yeah, <laughs> it's so true. I just recently started, uh, I went back to waitressing and serving tables at a restaurant a couple days a week. And the staff is very young. They really are into intuition and meditation and caring for mother earth and being grounded and they know so much already it's really a beautiful shift to see and witness yeah i've really noticed an uptick in the the number of uh uh i don't know you could call them spiritually aware young people um and i would say just in general i mean not even with age but people really awakening to what's beyond this. What power do I hold within myself through my choices in my latest book, Wisdom from the Spirit World? One of the lessons that I've learned from the spirit world, from communicating with the spirit world for many years, is the power of choice determines the quality of our life. Right. So time and again that message has come through from those in spirit and saying choose wisely because there is this thing called personal responsibility which by the way personal responsibility is one of these things called a natural law natural laws are immutable timeless eternal principles that govern the consequences of our behavior and our choices. So when we go back into spirit after living a life here in the physical realm, we're shown the repercussions of the choices that we made when we were here. Yeah. And I've had loved ones of sitters, uh, the receivers of the readings come through and talk about that. And they'll say, you know, I wish I could have done better. I wish that, you know, I have a regret. I wish that uh, I would have made different choices. And that could be anything from being a better parent to, you know, not drinking heavily to uh, not wasting time, you know, having better quality relationships. Uh, all of those have come through in my readings. So choice is something that we all own. And I think people are really awakening to 
realizing the power that lies within them and not allowing that to be not abdicating that to outside forces, um, to the collective, to pressure, um, really realizing once you get a hold of that knowledge and not in your head, but in your heart, in your heart and really knowing in, in an intuitive sense, that's when you really take control and know that you alone are in charge of the quality of your life, what you manifest here. I love synchronicity because I've been sitting with this quote for the last uh, 24 hours and I posted it on my social media. And of course, it's about choice. And I'm going to read it. It says, you are being presented with a choice, evolve or remain. If you choose to remain unchanged, you will be presented with the same challenges, the same routines, the same storms, the same situations until you learn from them, until you love yourself enough to say no more, until you choose change. If you choose to evolve, you will connect with the strength within you. You will explore what lies outside the comfort zone. You will awaken to love. You will become, you will be. You have everything you need. Choose to evolve. Choose to love. Like you said. That's beautiful. <laughs> And, you know, I think that this generation, this time that we're in right now, we have the space to do that. Where before we were more conditioned, there we were, you know, we had generations of like, no, this is how you do it. You only do it this way. And now we're seeing that, okay, if you have a special need or a disability, or if you have anxiety, it's okay to get help. It's okay to, you know, show emotions all these things that were suppressed in generations before. Yeah, well, it's very interesting that you mentioned that. What I'm hearing you say is our patterns. So that's one of the things I write about in Wisdom from the Spirit World are family patterns. I can't tell you the number of times those have shown up in my readings. There will be an older family member that comes through in the in the session and communicates about family patterns some of them very quite dysfunctional such as um you know and in the book i use a, a lot of examples you know dad was a raging alcoholic let's say he comes through uh say that one of his sons that's here on the physical plane is also following in his footsteps uh with being addicted to alcohol so dad might come through and say when i got over here i really saw how the choice that I made doing that really took away from the quality of my life, very detrimental for my relationships. And they will kind of urge, they see it as their opportunity through the reading to validate and say, here's what I learned. Here's the example of my life and what happened to me because of that particular choice. This has been in our family for a long time. It came from my father. It came from my grandfather. Uh, and it's not just men. I mean, I've had, you know, the women come through too that have had some patterns too. Uh, it could be with addiction. It could be with not owning their power, feeling like they have to stay in a situation, in a marriage. Some of these traditionally, you know, dysfunctional or things that don't work in the long run patterns. And so they will come through in the reading. They see it as their opportunity to bring healing to their loved ones who are here, who are still here in this plane of duality of, you know, physicality. And that's one of the main 
highlights of my work that I wanted to talk about in Wisdom from the Spirit World. I also do that in my previous books too. Healing patterns, somebody passes and the sitter who's coming for the reading has unfinished emotional business with a deceased loved one. And sometimes people carry that for years. They can actually carry it and it really dims and obscures the light because it's a heavy, dense energy. And people torture themselves with guilt, with sadness. And I'm not in any way suggesting that those are dysfunctional feelings. They, they certainly are normal feelings. But when that treadmill starts going over and over where people aren't settled, aren't accepting the relationship with a loved one, that's when things can really impact the quality of their life. Does that go both sides? Like, do you ever find that on the other side, they are also still holding on to emotions? Yeah. And I, I want to make clear to people, um, one of my intents and goals in mediumship, and I, I've been this way since I began many years ago, it's about 25 years now, was to shed light on the process and the topic of mediumship to make it very real and down to earth and, and kind of pull the veil away from it and to bring believability to it through evidence that's presented in the sessions. People have to understand that it's a two-way street. Those in spirit are doing it. They also need to heal. They also need to finish what was left unfinished at the time of passing. Now, certainly that doesn't happen in every reading. There are people who they're content with life. They, they have no regrets. They're at peace in spirit. But then there are the readings in which people come through and there's things left to be said. There are issues that need to be addressed. And how does that happen? Well, I'm always reminding people that those in spirit know about our thoughts and feelings. They know that because there's a merging that takes place between the spirit world and here. There's not a separation. There's not really a division. The spirit world is really right here. It's a matter of raising your antenna to receive it. Do you believe that everyone has that ability to be able to connect in that way and access that? I do. But, uh, yeah, uh, certainly not everybody's meant to be a professional medium. It's sort of like, you know, can everybody play the piano? Probably, you know, I, I could probably, and I love music. And I took piano lessons when I was a little girl. I never practiced. <laughs> My mother was always after me to, to practice and I never wanted to, but I could probably, if I had the music in front of me, play chopsticks or, you know, something very simple. Mary had a little lamb or whatever. Am I going to go on stage and be a concert pianist or am I going to go out and do it professionally? No. So yes, we all have these things called the inner senses, uh, clairvoyance, which is seeing clairaudience, which is listening, clairsentience, which is feeling. Everybody can develop those because they are natural spiritual senses. Is everybody going to go out and give readings? No. I mean, I teach it and I teach also intuitive development because intuition is a little bit different than mediumship. Mediumship is actual connection with and communication with souls in the spirit world. 
intuition is more of a knowing, paying attention to that still small voice within. So do you find that most of the spirits you communicate with are all within one realm? Or do you believe there's different, have they told you there's different dimensions? You said that you believe the spirit world is right here where we're at. Well, I can tell you that there are various levels to it. What do I mean by levels? Levels of consciousness. So therefore, if we leave here and we were a criminal, if we were extremely self-centered, if we were greedy, if we were hateful, if we exploited people, um, whatever it might be that we would consider negative, we are going to, by our own actions, earn a space in the lower, relatively lower levels. Those levels are darker. I mean, they're literally darker. There, there is not as much light that permeates those lower levels of the spirit world. There's a uniformity to the consciousness in each level. So those who are on a lower level cannot ascend to a higher level without matching that, that level of consciousness by raising the vibration of their thoughts by their spiritual consciousness. And that's with like within like an, a soul evolution over lifetimes, you believe? Oh, yes. Right. Yeah. Now, let, let me just say this. The vast majority of people, from my experience, go to what are called the mid-planes. So, you know, your average good-hearted person is going to go to a place. Uh, and I might add that the spirit world is quite beautiful. Um, I've been so blessed to have glimpses into it just glimpses into the beauty that exists there there are trees and flowers and nature and water and everything is it's a plane of consciousness that is actually more alive than here now that sounds very contradictory because everybody thinks oh we're alive here we're dead when we're there and I can tell you that that is not so. Oh my gosh. I love that, Carol. I've Because I've had two near-death experiences. And I tell people all the time that I felt more alive there than I did here. Yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> most people don't have one. You had two. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. The, it, it's, um, you've experienced firsthand souls that are there are not wait, are no longer weighted down by the physical body by ailments by illnesses by the ego and i'm not demonizing the ego by the way i know a lot of new age teachings have done that absolutely i do not demonize the ego we need it to operate here we have a personality that's from the ego we have a mind, rational mind when we die that is part of the physical that we leave behind so that purity that, Mandy, you experienced, that's that vibration of being fully alive in spirit. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you that I have seen people, somebody that may have been 90 years old when they died, sometimes, you know, through various readings, I've tuned in, I'll say, you know, your grandmother's here. I know she was really old. She's telling me and she's showing me when she passed. But she's appearing to me like she's 25. And that's because we lose all of the physical ailments and the, the concept of time and age. And we become young and vibrant again. Because 
that is truly our true essence, this is the vehicle in which the soul travels. Wow. I just thought of something. When I was coming out of my near-death experience, there were certain people that were in my hospital room who had this young, vibrant look about them. Like even their, like the way they looked was flawless and youthful. Shanna was one of them. And then there were some that weren't. I almost wonder if at the time I had one foot in and one foot out. (laughs) When I first walked in for Sarah for the very first time after she got out of her coma, she was like, oh my God, Shanna, you're you're a light. (laughs) I feel that disconnecting with Shanna and there is a, there is a, a purity that's there. So, you know, speaking of near death, there's one I've taught at Lilydale, the spiritualist community in New York. There was a few people um, in the one workshop I taught there who had had near death. They're to- they were totally changed. And, and you remove this filter and you're like, this is what life is really about. What have I been doing? You know, you know, my whole life, I've heard people say that, that they become much more alive after they've had one of those. You know, I love in your first book, um, how you say that love cannot be destroyed because me and Shanna always talk about how energy can't be destroyed, but I I love that you put the word love in there. And you prove so much through your book because it's literally being spoken to you and said to you by the spirit world. So you prove this. By experience. When I wrote my second book, I'm Still With You, True Stories of Healing Grief Through Spirit Communication, I became sort of a spiritual reporter. And I still consider myself a spiritual reporter, meaning I want to be the the observer. I don't want it to be about me. It's not about me. It's bigger than the conduit. I'm the bridge. That's all I am in sessions and with the writing. I want to sort of report, that was my intent, that was my goal, to report, this has been my experience. In the second book, I'm still with you, that book, I did not embellish anything. I sat with headsets on, this really dates me, ladies, (laughs) cassettes, okay, my sessions, they were on cassette tapes. I sat with the thing plugged in with headsets. And I would listen, and then I would be sitting at my computer typing, transcribing directly from the reading as it unfolded. That's why I called it true stories, because the only thing that's edited there is when I'm saying something like not forming complete sentences or like, uh uh-huh, or uh uh-huh, you know, that sort of thing. So I just edited for clarity, but everything that's given in all of my books are exactly how it's unfolded and the experiences that I've had. So I want to take myself out of the process in every session that I do. I don't want it ever to be about me. I'm simply the conduit. The same with my writing. You think that's how Jesus feels? He's like, why? Why do you guys praise me so much? (laughs) Well, I think that that's why he said you too can do these things and even greater. And he was referring to things like healings. Yeah, the greatest healer that ever that ever walked the face of the earth. So what he, and he said in his humility, you 
too can do these and even greater. I always look at the universal Christ as well. That energy happened to be in the persona of a man called Jesus. But the universal Christ was also in Buddha and Krishna and the ascended masters. And in each of us, in each of us. And it's important that people realize, you mentioned about the indestructibility of love. And it is time and time again, if mediumship in its purest form can speak to what the value of mediumship, it's not the entertainment value or the, oh, isn't that cool? Or yes, there are elements of that in there, but it's really about two things. The first is proving the connection, the bond of love is not destroyed by death. And the second is to speak to the sacredness of each person's soul, the eternity of that soul. You and I are not these little beings. We are eternal beings. I once heard this, that one lifetime is like one grain of sand on a beach. Now, if you think about a grain of sand and how tiny that is. So when we really know that in our heart, when we feel that and know it intuitively, it does diminish grief and it helps people to keep that, that relationship intact. And that is the real essence of mediumship. I feel like the other side is always trying to reach out to us too, showing us signs, synchronicities. And then, you know, you're like, wait, was that, was that something? Was that, or was that just a coincidence? How hard is it for them to communicate with us, especially if we're not even open to receiving? Well, I will tell you that spirit will do literally anything to get our attention. Now, you mentioned synchronicity, which means a meaningful coincidence between two seemingly unrelated events or occurrences, but when they occur simultaneously, they create a meaning for the receiver of that. Now, if we speak about that in a spiritual sense, we can talk about things like synchronicities through nature. I wrote a whole chapter on these in I'm Still With You. I talk about these all the time in my readings. Uh, nature, numbers, you know, sometimes people see repeating numbers a lot, you know, 1111, triple fours, um, you know, numbers that perhaps had significance to a loved one. It could be their birth date. You might pull up behind a, a, a car and on the license plate, you're seeing the numbers. You might get a sales receipt. You're seeing the repeating numbers, messages that we keep hearing from different people. Ooh, I've had that over the past three days. I've heard the same message, almost exactly said the same three different ways. You know, you got to listen to So synchronicity to me shows there's a unity in spirit. There's a unity between all souls. The form that the soul takes, the covering of the soul, whether it's an animal, you know, a human being, a flower, a tree, a rock, it's all spirit. Now there's different vibrations of those and different levels of consciousness. But yeah, synchronicity, the, the more spiritually aware you become, the more that you're really going to notice. So, and how hard is it? Like say if the loved one wants to, you know, send you that, 
is it very difficult for them to really do that? Sometimes it, it is, but spirit is like water. They will take the path of the least resistance to get a message across. For example, I've done a number of readings for people who lost children from a young age of being an infant to a child that might be in their 40s or 50s. People who have lost children, first off, I, I have never seen them ever be the same again after that experience. There is part of them that somehow is gone. On the other side of that, there are people as a result of the loss of a child, they use that as a spiritual catalyst to help others, to carry on the honor and the memory of their child, to reach out and, you know, somebody who's newly on that pathway, that unless you've really experienced that, you cannot, like, I would never know what that feels like firsthand because that hasn't happened to me, but I've done many readings for people who have lost children. So I've found that people who have lost kids are usually begging for some synchronistic event. They need that. They want that, which is to me, completely understandable that they would want that because every parent wants to know where's my child, you know, right. I find that spirit is so creative and so clever in doing that. And the one thing that I do want to mention, you, you say, you asked, is it difficult sometimes because the vibration of grief is a, is a dense one when people are in grief and especially with the loss of a child, that's a heavy grief it's easier for spirit to come to somebody else. For example, I've read for people and they'll say, why don't I ever have dreams of my son? You know, why doesn't he ever come to me? And I will say, because you are still grieving and that's a relatively dense energy for spirit to break through or to come through, but the son comes to the best friend of the mom, let's say, and that person will give them a message. And I'll say, why did they get it? And I don't get it. The mom is asking. And I'll say, yeah, that that personally, it's because you're too close to the forest to see the trees. So sometimes spirit will choose a different route to get their message through. Me and my mom were giggling about my brother always comes to her when she's doing her crossword puzzles. So she'll be doing a crossword puzzle and all of a sudden one day she called me. She's like, you'll never believe this. There were like five Ryans in my crossword puzzle today. <laughs> wow. I have recognized that when I'm working with clients who have grief, that it is very dense. It's very heavy and it's, it's definitely an energy because I am such an empath that I seriously will connect to, especially if it's a mother and child, I get, I have to immediately protect myself or I'm like crying on my client. Is grief actually a, almost like a protection field for the physical heart? Because you know, sorrow and sadness can actually kill someone. Yeah, very true. There are times when I will actually see a shield clairvoyantly over top of the heart or I'll perceive it. Well, there you go. Yeah. And spirit, to me, as an objective bystander, which I always strive for as being very, I have to be objective, because if I get involved and then I become ineffective, I will say, you know, he's tried, he, he's, it's not that he doesn't love you, that hmm. it's not that at all, but he realizes that you can't perceive him at this point. Mm -hmm. 
Now, along the journey, uh, you may start to get dreams, dream visitations. Those are very real, very, very real. I've actually had one of those with my grandmother who passed in the late 70s. I was still in college, you know, and I've had many, many clients who have had dream connections. Spirit will do what they need to, to get to us. Another thing that happens is I have done readings, and this just happened recently, in which a young woman had lost her fiance. He was killed instantly in a, in a car crash. I said to her, you know, there's another guy here with him. who's a contemporary in his generation that's here. And he's telling me this. And she said, I don't know who that is. And it, the reading went on like this for 15, 20 minutes. All of a sudden, she goes, oh my gosh, I know who that is. I was just talking to a woman. She lost her fiance in the same way. And she, you know, was telling me about this. Wow. That's why none of the evidence I was giving her was making sense for her fiance, but it was making perfect sense for yeah. this other woman who was not even part of this reading. Yeah. And I can tell you that that has happened quite frequently. And that's why I'm adamant about, you know, people go, well, do you mind if so-and-so sits in? And I'm like, whoever's in that room is subject to, you know, their energy is present. So there could be somebody uh, coming through for them. The spirit world is vibrating at such a higher velocity than we are here. There are times as an experienced medium that it goes like this. It'll go zip. And I, I mean, that's how it comes to me. I'll get one little piece. I have to go back into the message to refine it. Reminds me of the spirit box that we did with a paranormal investigation. You know, you're only getting these little words, you know, and, and then maybe going back, you put it together and oh, that's what it was. Yeah, it's almost like if you had a tape and you fast forwarded and you hear that breaching type sound or whatever, that's what it's like sometimes. It's moving quickly. Now, what you can do is you can ask them to slow it down. Ooh, okay slow it down yeah slow down well i'm about to tell mary she needs to slow it down because when since i've been on with you there's someone named mary who wore a lot of like she's calling it rouge is that what they called it back in the day blush, rouge. blush. <laughs> and does something about rose color but that but maybe i'll ask mary to slow it down <laughs> mandy's been getting this a lot when we've been on interviews Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know who that is, but things happen spontaneously, even when I'm just talking. And I do want to tune in for a second uh, with Shanna. There's the older feminine energy from the mom side. Feels I was just not ready to talk about her. <laughs> feels like a grandma to me. And would you understand, um, there's two things. She's telling me about an Italian connection somewhere. Shit. Know who that is? Is that mom's side or dad's? That's your mom's side? I just found out two days ago that she had another grandson she didn't know about, and he has zero Italian in him. And also, you know, she her mother passed as white and Italian, but they were actually really half black. Oh, and so this is stuff I've been going through. And that's really funny that she's validating or, or letting me know about that right now. Yeah. You know, she's holding an infant. Are you aware of an infant that would have passed over that would have been connected to this grandmother? That message has a red circle drawn around it. 
And this is not a miscarriage. This would have been an infant or infants that were here, that were here. I'm supposed to mention Rose as well, that name. Okay. My cousin, she lost one of her babies. Here's what your grandmother is saying. And if you could please carry this to the lady who lost the child, your grandmother is caring for the soul. And I knew because even before we tuned in today, I was seeing this much older than you woman holding this infant, taking care of this child. Yes, this would have been an infant that passed connected to that family. Uh, your grandmother loved children. There was a big, big deal with children. She had a very difficult life. She shows me my symbolism for somebody who worked and she was extremely from the time she was young she did a lot of you know domestic types of things any way she could uh help uh and by the way she's showing me cookies cajun grandma she was a momoas so she had seven children and raised a lot of grandchildren too oh my gosh and you know what she says to you too uh shanna she talks about the the ability of psychism or mediumship and sensitivity. That's come down your mother's line. She's telling me that there's a lady older than her. And that person, that woman was a healer and also highly intuitive. So that comes down your mom's line. You've got, you've inherited it too. I love this. Earlier when I had that Mary coming in, I wrote down Rose as well. So clearly that energy. Shana, if you can check on that, I'm pretty sure. And then uh, Mandy's gotten that name too. Marie Rose is also a grandmother on that line. Yeah. Okay. And she was from St. Domingue, which carried that voodoo (laughs) healing, but she was forced to be Catholic, but she probably did keep tradition. She did. She was very powerful. And I don't mean in a negative way. Um, But she's showing me also holding, it appears to be something like a sage, uh, a a sage stick. Um, And I feel a lot of connection with her with herbs. So you might even sometimes feel her. You might get the scent of sage. Uh, This would be her calling card. But this is, these are relatives. Okay. They want you to know that your sensitivity is nothing to um, sometimes maybe even from the time you were young, you felt like it was sort of a burden. That we just talked about that yesterday. Yeah, th- this is why they're bringing this through. They're referencing this recent conversation that you have felt sometimes that, you know, it might be a little bit of a yoke around your neck or a burden, or, you know, how do I shut this off and so forth. They are saying to claim the ability but they're also going to help you to modulate it. They also felt that very strongly. Okay. But you come from a line of highly intuitive women. But wow, that's amazing. I love that that just happened. So, yeah. Cause that has been something that has been heavy in my life right now. If you, if you knew Shanna the way I do and her family through her ancestral healing, you are everything you just said is exactly yeah that's all i've been doing for years (laughs) is healing my ancestors and and you know what carol that's why i connect with you so much Mm -hmm. because when i read your books and when i've had you on 
you have just this true sense of love is your intention always and truth and it's so raw and so genuine and so authentic you are truly so so gifted i know you don't like to be you know you're just a facilitator <laughs> you're special you're uh, I'm, humbled, I'm humbled but each of us each of us has purpose so this just happens to be mine this time there's one other thing i want to leave with shanna a tattoo of a rose you know where that comes in anybody uh, any of the women That's my daughter my daughter Lindsay. oh my gosh Okay, look, this is your grandmother coming in and saying, I know about the, the, the rose tattoo. That has, uh, that, think about that. I want you to really tune into the symbolism of the rose. And uh, they keep bringing this up. That was an actual, it's an actual fact. Your daughter has that. Uh, but I feel grandma is also saying she's got this ability too. Your daughter, she has this ability of being intuitive and sensitive yeah. and she's showing me your daughter do a lot of things with animals or like animals my other daughter is obsessed. oh those two girls have a lot of ability oh, they yeah. truly, truly do and they're what i would call the um you know there was different names given to the children the souls that have come in so there was kind of like the crystalline children I feel with your two daughters yeah they're healers in their own way different ways different personalities and one of them i see is real sassy real spunky oh yes <laughs> <laughs> well they're both going to be i already well, know Lindsay, but Lindsay is definitely <laughs> but she's strong and and i look at her and i think anything that was submissive or wasn't in my family lineage for the women she broke that mm -hmm. oh yeah yeah, that's the other important thing. And I'm glad we did this sort of on the spot ancestral reading today. I just kind of defer to spirit. Do you want this to happen today? Me and my little self, I'll say like, well, that might be difficult to shift in the middle of an interview. But sometimes spirit will go, it's okay. We'll help you, you know. So the ancestral line too, that's how powerful we are here. We can actually heal generations that have come before us. Whenever we do healing here, because there's not a separation, there's osmosis, you know, there's this blending. So whatever we do here will help to heal those in spirit as well. You know, that leads me to a question I have for you. I have a hard time with karma and understanding the difference between karma and dharma. And can we talk about that for a moment? Can So can we heal this karma? Is karma mean like if I go to Walmart and I steal something that in two years, something bad might happen to me? Well, I mean, people have a hard time wrapping their heads around karma. And I, I think especially, I remember my father, when my, my brother was killed in Iraq, my, my dad had a really hard time with that word karma because he's like thinking that that meant my brother passed or was killed because he had done something bad. And I'm like, no, 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 I don't think that's what it is. Can you explain karma? Well, in its simplest form, it simply means cause and effect. Every cause has its effect. Every effect has its cause. That is a natural law. I always laugh when I see these workshops and stuff and it goes, well, erase all your karma or you do this or that. That's like saying, if I, you know, if I hold a, a glass of water up here and I don't believe in gravity, and if I go like that, it's not going to fall. It, yes, it will fall. It's a law. It's a physical law. So um, the same thing with karma. 
if you think here's what my spirit guides showed me and this was just recently i've been doing this for so many years but just recently they really gave me this strong imagery if you think of yourself as a cookie cutter let's say and you have dough and if we look at the environment the atmosphere as being impressionable and that it's soft and that it's dough and we're metal we're we're you know we have this force behind us and we take an action to use your example i i stole something when i do that my that action leaves my imprint okay on the environment and why because you are you plural me and everybody listening to this and everybody in the in the universe is energy and so it leaves it, it leaves a, an imprint that's what karma is now that could be a very positive imprint let's say that i'm a great you know i do a lot i'm a mother teresa i've, I've helped a lot of people i i'm very selfless of, to help people who are suffering or i work with animals whatever it might be that also leaves an imprint who's responsible for that you are I'll never forget my training at Delphi University, which is still in existence today. And the teacher, Marshall, said, guess who has to balance that? If you steal something, that leaves a, a void in your, you know, imprint, your, in, in your consciousness. You have to. So it might not happen right away, but because of the, these are laws, they are universal laws, there's no way of getting around the law. So if you don't want it back, don't put it out. <laughs> yeah. It's as simple as that. We normally ask our guests to do the BTSD like we did last time with you, but I'm going to switch it up today. We have a lot of um, friends that have lost children and a lot of uh, death last year with COVID and people are really struggling. For the break that shit down, could you just tell them some final thoughts you have for them going through their grief and their loss. And now it's time for break that shit down. Now, first off, you're not alone. I can tell you that those in spirit and even, you know, not your child per se, but the loved ones, the older loved ones that have passed over many, many readings that I've done they appear, they come through by name, they come through by presenting evidence of how they passed. Their overriding message in those cases of people who are, have deep grief of the loss of a child, what, by whatever means, that those in spirit will come through and say, we want you to know you're not alone. You're not going through this alone. And we've got them here. We've got her here. Mm -hmm. We're helping her. And to strengthen within yourself, that bond, it may take time, but you have as parent, as parent, you have the direct link through your heart. Nobody can take that away. That hasn't gone away because of death. That is the connecting link is that bond of love. That's the first lesson. Well, not the first, the second, I think, in wisdom from the spirit world, the bond of love is eternal. 
the bond of love is eternal. And even though, you know, we have marriage vows that say until death do us part, I think the marriage vows ought to be rewritten because death doesn't really separate people. It separates them temporarily, but certainly not spiritually. And it's certainly like that with the love between uh, a parent and child. If, if somebody wanted to take one of your classes, one of your courses, so they could learn how to improve their intuition so they could connect more, or if they wanted mediumship sessions with you, where do they go? My website is soulvisions, that's plural, dot net, soulvisions.net. And if I may too, just mention uh, facebook.com slash soul medium, the word soul, S-O-U-L plus medium. And then all of your books are available through Amazon. Amazon, Kindle, Nook. And then uh, you can only get an autographed copy through me. So <laughs> that's in my website, soulvisions.net. Carol, you're awesome. I, you are definitely our VIP, our go-to on Sense of Soul. You, <laughs> we're going to have to have you on again. Love to. My pleasure. Thank you so much <laughs> for my reading too. I appreciate it. You're quite welcome. Thank the other side. Thank your grandma. Thank you. You know, Sense of Soul was originally created because we knew personally how lonely and confusing the journey through spiritual awakening can be. We wanted to connect with like-minded souls be a part of a community of divine unity. Sense of Soul Sacred Circles was created for just this, a much needed safe container where you can connect with amazing women from all walks of life to openly express yourself and relate to others with an open heart and mind. We are offering now monthly themed circles via Zoom, powerful topics that Sense of Soul stands for self-love, awareness, trusting your intuition, healing, grief, reclaiming your power, empaths, moon cycles, and more. But space is limited because we want to hold enough time and space for everyone. Jump on our website right now and sign up for a virtual circle at mysenseofsoul.com. Together, we truly are better learning from one another new tools and wisdom through sharing our journeys with each other. Thanks for being with us today. We hope you will come back next week. If you like what you hear, don't forget to rate, like, and subscribe. Thank you. We rise to lift you up. Thanks for listening.